0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. I'm Ben Frost, your host here with uh, Father Brandon Moravitz, co-hosting with me. We're in Virginia, Minnesota at Holy Spirit Catholic Church, just had a very beautiful and profound uh, conversation with the Sajavik family and uh, hearing their story and their witness. And uh, it kind of leads into our next segment here where I think we're going to discuss and talk about the reality of parish life and what what's our response in mission. I mean, we, we, I just was so moved in this last few segments about seeing so many priests and communities just respond with great generosity and grace and love. And I think that should be the, the, the mission of what a parish should be. So I'm going to hand it over to Father and, and maybe share a little bit about that.
1: Well, Ben, even as you're just talking, I was thinking about the Sajaviks here, and, and we had to act fast as a parish. You know, all of a sudden, this young girl um, gets hit by a truck, and um, they, don't, they don't know if she's ever going to walk again. And you see, imagine the emotional turmoil of the parents. They were even saying they didn't even know if she was going to be, she was going to live for a while there. I mean, imagine that fear And so we have to act quick as a parish to bring Christ um, to them and to serve them. And I think so often, um, I want to try to do this in a positive way, but sometimes (laughs) as parishes, we have to have meetings, we have to have we have to get everything all figured out. We have to have all the structures in place. Can we afford this? And before you know it, months and months go because we haven't met, we haven't figured it all out, and we get paralyzed in planning as opposed to just getting out and serving. And, and we could have sat back and said, well, I don't know if we can find the right people. How are we going to build the ramp? How are we going to get the money? And often in our parish life, we get paralyzed and we don't get out on the fringes quick enough. Um, and before we know it, that opportunity's passed us by. And this is a perfect opportunity for us to reflect on our parish life like, how do we respond to the needs that are out there? Um, what is the role of our parish? Is it to sit in our, in our offices and have meetings? Or is it to get out and be missionary as a parish? Um, we, you know, we, we, we can't just look at ourselves and our own walls. We need to get out, especially in our current cultural and situation. Sometimes
0: there are a comfort. Like within those walls, versus like so. For example, in this circumstance, and again, I I chuckle because I I I remember the story when all of a sudden you came in my office, like we got to build a ramp, but it was like it was this, and but you could look at that, any of these uh, experiences or circumstances. Like naturally, we can think, okay, well here here's a, a circumstance we need to respond to sometimes our fears get in the way of like, well, what are all the potential blocks, right? What are all the walls that can kind of come up? And like you said, like uh, fear kind of paralyzes us sometimes versus saying, can we at least try? So that like my remembrance of, of this circumstance with, with the ramp, for example, with you, there was an immediate sense of like, I think we should try this. And then what that led to was we're not gonna respond in fear. We're gonna respond in courage. And sometimes when we do that, it falls flat on its face, but we try, right? But I remember it's like, there was an immediate send out like hey we need some we need some guys to help with this and from that came a business owner who basically said i'm going to give you guys all the materials that you need for free to go and do this and a number of men that courageously stepped forward right away to give up a whole saturday to build this thing so i think there could have been a sense like oh, it's a saturday people are going to be out fishing how are we going to pay for the materials but we don't sometimes we don't even give these these uh, these situations a chance to kind of organically come to fruition.
1: Yeah. And they, you know, they all build, I mean, a parish life kind of builds Like, like uh, and it has to, you have to have fertile ground <laughs> and then you plant these seeds and then, and then beautiful things come from it. Um And so you're right. This idea comes into my mind as a pastor. And I feel as a pastor, you need to lead and be docile to the Holy Spirit and the promptings. And then you throw things out there. And I often tell people lots of these ideas that I throw out they don't, they don't work out. Sometimes there's not always fruit born. and then other things they bear great fruit. And this is one of those stories. Um, and so my invitation out to build that ramp, it went out to a bunch of men in our parish that had hearts that have been cultivated. All right, hearts that spend time in prayer, spend time in adoration. Guys that are in some some men's groups and some, some support groups and some Bible studies and and these sort of things. So the the parish life, like within our walls. We're 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 trying to cultivate hearts that are open to doing the will of the Lord and to getting out and serving and bringing the gospel out into our community, um, and so I often see that dynamic of my role in the, here in the parish as a priest is to help people have their hearts cultivated and ready to get out and to serve. So when those opportunities come, they're ready to make a generous yes. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, there were guys that gave up I mean, fishing that day and, and gave up maybe a, a weekend at the cabin, gave up opportunities to be with their family. And summer weekends are like rare in Minnesota. Yeah. And so it's super incredibly inspiring to see those men respond to that yes and that our parish could be missionary right here in our small little community in the Iron Range. And I
0: think when you see those examples of people respond like. To me, it reminds me of discipleship, like authentic disciples. Like when I read the scriptures, the New Testament, and I see uh, the apostles, it's like they, they laid down everything to follow after Jesus. There was something, and what, what does it start with? It starts with an encounter of a person, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they didn't know Jesus, but they had this encounter with him, and that encounter led to a change of their life. So much so that they were willing to be inconvenienced to follow him. They were willing to leave their very livelihood to follow him on mission. And I think that what we're talking about here in this next segment is about mission and and parish life. It's meant to look like that, like that discipleship. In a sense of like, I know this person of Jesus. And from that relationship comes a point where I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to inconvenience myself the mission and sometimes my friends like that all of you that are listening like that can be a challenge like because we're naturally kind of selfish sometimes and we kind of guard our our time our talents our treasures and all these things but the question in our hearts is when you when you love someone you're willing to put everything aside for that relationship and that's what we need in our church today we need disciples followers of our lord that are living that mission out that are willing to respond encouraged to say you know what It might be fearful, there might be the unknown that's out there, but we're willing to at least take a step into the gap uh, and respond in that mission.
1: Yeah, it's so good, Ben. You know, just this week, um, the congregation of clergy out at the Vatican, they they published these new guidelines um, for the parishes of the world, and they're incredibly beautiful. Um, it's, It's not necessarily norms, this is what parishes have to do, but helping us to rethink what we are as a parish and calling us to be communities of evangelization and mission And I was struck, um, one of the lines um, in in, in this document, it it explains that a renewed vitality is required that favors the rediscovery of the vocation of the baptized as a disciple of Jesus Christ and a missionary of the gospel. Hmm. Like, listeners, do you see yourselves as a missionary of the gospel? Or do you see yourself just as someone that goes to Mass? You know, can you imagine the difference in that attitude? Like, I'm a Catholic that goes to Mass? Or I'm a Catholic that's a missionary disciple? All right, and then being a missionary disciple means that I'm going to go build a wheelchair ramp for someone in need. I'm going to go down the Salvation Army. I'm going to get out and I'm going to share the faith and invite people to RCIA. Like my whole life comes from my baptismal call to be on mission, and the church is calling us to remind ourselves of that. Because if if we're simply people that just go to mass, all right, as beautiful as that is, there's more. All right, there's more. At the end of mass, go forth and proclaim the gospel with your lives. Uh, And that's what we have to remember. And this little story with the Sajibix is just one small example of how parishes can be missionary.
0: And I think, too, that, uh, again, we talked about the disciples and the sense of this encounter with Jesus. And I think I was actually moved when Rose said, what would you tell people? She'd say, well, go to church, go to mass. And it's like, that's where that encounter happens, right? In the most holy Eucharist, that we encounter this God who gave everything for us by dying on the cross, and we receive him uh, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and then that leads into mission. And I think um, some of the greatest examples of disciples, like the, the saints that that we reflect on their stories, um, I think that when we read this document that just came up from the USCCB or from the uh, from the Vatican, it reminds me of of the saints. So, for example, you have uh, Saint Mother Teresa. Here is an incredible witness of faith, who every morning with her sisters, would pray before the blessed sacrament for an hour, two hours. And that led into mission, right? Father, you had said, uh, go out, right? And and it changed the world around her. So this encounter with Jesus then sent her and her sisters on mission to transform the hearts of those and to serve those that were around her. It'd be easy just to say, well, we're just kind of Focusing on on ourselves or whatever, but no, like it, it leads into mission, but it flows from that encounter. It flows from the Eucharist, in uh, the Mass, and and uh, and the gift that that is.
1: Yeah, and, and it it, <laughs> it starts with encounter, you know. And we need to pray that our priests have encounters with the Lord Jesus. Yeah, and we need to pray that our laity have encounters with the Lord Jesus. And and from that encounter, we want to go out. Yeah, that's what the saints, the apostles, Rose Sajovic, who was just here. They know the heart of the Lord. And what did the Lord do? He went out. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I think about even the psalm that we heard at Mass. Like, <laughs> there, there there's the King David was writing the psalms. Like, Lord, I love your commands. Like, that's kind of crazy to think about. But the, the command of the Lord is to go forth and bear fruit. Yeah. Do I love that? Sometimes we're like, no, that inconveniences me. Yeah. I'm a little uncomfortable with that. But we need to pray that as we love the Lord, then we love his commands. And what's his greatest command? His great commission to go out in the world and make disciples, baptizing all nations, teaching them to observe all that he's commanded them and to remember that he's with us always. Um, So my friends that are out there, we are called to be on mission and to love the commands of the Lord. But it starts with the encounter of the Lord and priests and laity coming together to be a witness to the world around us.
0: And for those that are listening to just a last uh, word of encouragement before we go to our next break that if you're listening right now like I just want to say like you are meant to be a disciple on mission and you are meant to respond. So maybe just today like looking in our own hearts like what what fears are there? What walls do we put up that block us from that mission sometimes? And what is one of the most used uh, phrases throughout the New Testament from our Lord? Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Take courage. So today, if there's a sense of something going, that's uh, happening in your heart, to respond and say, Lord, give me the courage to act as a disciple. We'll be right back. We are going to continue our conversation uh, with Dan Schultz, who uh, was one of the people that helped respond uh, with the Sajavik family. So we'll be right back right after this break.